Sasha. Hey, Courtney. Welcome home. Thanks. Did you know that marsupials make the best paranormal investigators? I did not know that. Why? It's because they have all the right qualifications. Ah! Hey, it's a special (laughs) Aussie hour, a soup hour. It's me, Courtney. I got off many planes yesterday. Actually, only two planes. But But it was a very long plane. It was for a total of 20 hours of flying. So I am quite tired. At this point, I don't even think it can classify as jet lag. I'm just tired all the time. Because right now in Australia, it is actually a reasonable time. So there's no reason for me to be as sleepy as I am. But here we are. This is spoop hour. These smell amazing. Yes. Sasha is opening our snack for the day. I just opened up a pack of chalk mint flavor inspired by Gelato Messina Tim Tams. And according to Courtney, chalk mint is what they call mint chocolate. It is. Down it's under. very authentic. I got a milkshake for breakfast yesterday when it was technically Sunday afternoon here. And I've also gotten better at doing the Aussie accent. I'm still not great, but I've learned you don't pronounce embedded R's. Mm. And you don't pronounce L's at the end of words. You replace it with O. Nice. So you could be like, oh, man, I'm so disappointed because on that test, I failed. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. I had a student. I I know the New Zealand accent and the Australian accent aren't the same, but they're kind of, there's some some similarities. And I had a a a a Kiwi Kiwi student who actually just moved back to... New Zealand. Oh. Like, just up and left. I was in the middle of IB Smart. exams. I was in the middle of IB exams and, like, wasn't even around to, like, sign the document that <laughs> said, like, here's his exit. <laughs> like, Honestly, now that I have been to Sydney, I'm like, I would just up and leave and move there. It's a nice place. Yeah, nice place. Some of Christy, my host, and our friend from the one episode, Christy's friends kept making observations that I was a lot jumpier about loud noises than they are. And at one point, because it was they were doing their Chinese New Year celebration, mm. someone set off fireworks. Mm. And one of her friends goes, that doesn't mean what you think it means. And I was like, we have fireworks in America, but yeah, we're always playing the game Firework or Gun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun game. That's, that's Everyone dies. Poignant. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. So I'm back from Australia. And she brought snacks. I so yes, yeah, so we are eating chocolate mint Tim Tams. Yes. And they, they smell really good. They almost smell, I mean, it's it's gelato, but it's also, it almost smells like Greek yogurt. They kind of have that Greek yogurt creaminess to them. Yeah, and then. Because some of you may be thinking, well, they sell Tim Tams at Target now. Is it even a big deal to get Tim Tams? Yes. Having had authentic Tim Tams now, I can say absolutely yes. There is a clear difference between American Tim Tams and Australian ones. Mm-hmm. And obviously the Australian ones are better. I also tried Jaffa Cakes and I had a Lamington. And we got Golden Gay Times to try, but I didn't actually end up trying them. But it's like a, a caramel toffee ice cream. Oh, nice. It's, it's called like, Golden Gay Time? It's called the Golden Gay Time. I that I would love I know. to have a Golden Gay Time. Like, while I was there, I was like, Christy, we have to, we have to get a Golden Gay Time. 
That so, sounds delightful. That's what we did. Our other snack is Mariani Game Jerky Kangaroo. They also have Emu Jerky, but I got the Kangaroo. The authentic taste. Apparently I'm really excited. It's, it's not as common as you think because I went to several different grocery stores and Kmart, which is like our Target here, their Kmart, is like Target, but cheaper and amazing and better. I got a set of pajamas for like 10 American so dollars. It's fine. Their Kmart is probably closer to Myers. Yes. But I... Oh I fucking love Myers. I fucking love Australian any, Kmart. Any, any of my Midwesterners, especially my Michiganders out there, know that Kmart, not Kmart, what am I saying? You're Meyer, talking about Kmart. Yeah, talking about Myers Kmart. is the fucking best. All of my new Aussie listeners, most of whom I did not actually tell I have a podcast, but I think Christy spread the word why we were doing ghost tours. But all of the Australians will know, your Kmart is fucking bananas. I love it. I bought so many things and my total came out to like... 32 Aussie and I got a set of pajamas I got a new bowl for my cat I got a cat toy for my boyfriend's cat I got him he doesn't listen so I can say it a pair of socks with sharks on them because Australia and just like a couple other random incidental things including face wipes and stuff and I'm like at American Target I could get maybe the pajamas for 32 American dollars yeah so I'll take you to Myers sometime. Yeah, we'll go to do. Michigan. We'll, we'll go there. Go, yeah. We'll hang out with the best, best forever's po- pod, yes. which is the best forever. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> hello, we love you. So Sasha's diving into the kangaroo jerky. Yeah, I specifically asked Courtney to bring this back for me because when I was in twelfth uh, grade, twelfth grade, ten years ago, old. Um, old. <laughs> the the friend that I sat with in my AP English class went to Australia for winter break, yeah. and she brought back kangaroo jerky for me. Nice. And I haven't had it in 10 years, well, so here we let's go. Let's see how it goes. They had I had an easier time finding kangaroo dog treats, and I'm not going to lie, at one point I was considering getting that for you, because I was like, I can't find the jerky. I assume the dog treats are safe to be eaten by people, Oh, too. God. <laughs> but then, I'm glad that you found the regular jerky. Christy was like, it's in the airport, so I got it from the airport. I'm very happy with this. Thank yeah. you. I've heard it's gamier. I didn't actually eat any kangaroo mm. while I was over there. It's like jerky. Jerky? Well, yeah. yeah. It's like the right texture. Okay. I've heard that kangaroo in general is gamier and crocodile is very fishy. Hmm. I believe the crocodile is fishy. Yeah. No, sure. This is chewy, but that might just be jerky. I'm going to wash it oh, down with chocolate Tim Tam. It tastes like jerky. Like, it's the right texture. Yeah. So, I know you don't like jerky, but... No, it's okay. I'm eating a Tim Tam. So, um, as you may have guessed... Really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha is very excited. I'm kind of sleepy, but... I was on top of recording. I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go into the spoof of Australia, specifically in and around Sydney, because that's where I was. I learned it's a quite spooky place, particularly a section called Manly, which is kind of a beach town with a horrifying dark corner of history through nobody's fault. Are there a lot of Manly men or is it a huge disappointment? I didn't actually, on, on our Manly ghost tour... It was probably about 50% actual Aussies and 50% tourists mm-hmm. from different places. Like, we were, I think we might have been the only group of Americans on that tour. Mm-hmm. But there were people from, like, the UK. There were people from Germany, all over the place. But there were not a ton of manly men on the tour. There were some, like, teenage children, <laughs> which I was fucking spooked the shit out at this tour. So I'm sure those children bounced back fine. Yeah. In time for school in the morning because their mom said, we, we got to get you home. That y- You have school in the morning. It was a whole thing. School. School in the morning. Yeah. Nice. Let's dive in, shall we? Please. So. Tell me about Australia. It was incredible. I loved it. 10 out of 10. If you get a chance to go, absolutely go. Oh, the, Tim Tam is legit. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it so much better than <laughs> the Target so ones? Good. Yeah. I can't explain it. It's just better. We'll start chronologically. The first mm-hmm. ghost tour we did 
which was the worst one. Huh? Well, I mean, the best one in terms of, like, quality of tour and being worth the money. Mm-hmm. The worst one in that it ruined my fucking life. It was upsetting. It was very upsetting. So it was the best at upsetting you. Yes, it <laughs> did a great job at that. So if you're looking to be upset, go ahead and take the ferry from Sydney over to Manly and visit the Manly Quarantine Station. I didn't realize how giant it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I was expecting it to just be like a stretch of road with a couple buildings on mm-hmm. it, but it's a really big space and they have a lot of the original buildings still standing, mm-hmm. which our tour guide fully believed in ghosts. She was 100% in on ghosts. My kind of girl. Yeah, she told us from the beginning, I'm 100% in on ghosts. And she told us about a couple experiences she had where she was like, even if I weren't 100% on ghosts, these things happening would have convinced me. And she's seen some shit and experienced some shit at the Manly Quarantine Station. So what is a quarantine station? Is it where, because it's an island, Mm -hmm. they have to keep animals, plants, people before they're Only people, but yes. So back in the 1800s when Australia was discovered by white people, regardless of the fact that non-white people had been living there for, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't know, 60,000 years, conservative estimate. Mm -hmm. So white people did what white people do best, and that's bring over, well, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And also they brought over a shit ton of really nasty diseases. Mm -hmm. So they had outbreaks of smallpox and the Spanish flu, And so the tour kind of started off the most well-lit part of the tour. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention the worst part. There are no fucking lights on this tour. Oh, good. We had four lanterns for our group, and our group was probably about mm, 12 people, I'd say. Mm -hmm. So four lanterns for that. Zelda is feeling it. Zelda is spooped. That's what that jingling was. It wasn't one of the ghosts I brought back. And if I brought back a ghost, I hope to God it was fucking Sophia. Right. Not Samuel, because Samuel's a dick. We'll get into those. So... We had four lanterns, and some of the places where we went, we weren't allowed to bring the lanterns in because fire hazard, mm-hmm. and I assume spoop. Our tour guide did have a flashlight, but for the most part, when we were inside buildings, she had it turned to the red setting. I don't know why it had why? a red setting, but it was very, very, very fucking dark. And our tour started at 8 o'clock, and it wrapped up at about 10.30, 10.45. So it was about almost three hours of spoopery. Yeah. So it was dark AF because it started at eight o'clock. I'm going to show Sasha some photos and then I'll post the best ones on Instagram so you can get an idea of how fucking dark it was. So the first room we went in, she was showing us these gross medical pictures being like, this is what smallpox looked like. There was actually a major version of smallpox and that's, and this is what that looked like. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's not, I'm good. Thank you. This was about as bright as it got. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. Oh, yes. It's not ideal. And this is the flashlight on the red setting. Oh. So that's the other. Why? Because they hate us and they want us to suffer. Because it was the 1800s and because white people are the best at bringing in horrible illnesses, they set up a quarantine center because they were seeing healthy people who were coming back from, you know, battle and whatever, people who had been on ships for a long time because at the time it was like a three-month sea journey. So ships would leave... And arrive with, like, a third of the people still alive. And everybody else dead. And so, of those people... (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna get worse. Yeah. Of those people who were still alive, obviously, they didn't have any way to test these things. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't just, like, 
take their blood and be like, oh, you have smallpox, we've got to quarantine you for a bit from everybody else. Right. Because they were seeing people who were coming in looking healthy who would get a slight cough and be dead by the end of the day. Good. And this was a functional quarantine station through at least World War One, because they talked a lot about men coming back from war with Spanish flu. Yeah. And all the horrible things they did to them to try to cure them of the Spanish flu. Uh, on the one hand, some of them did work. On the other hand, some of them, actually the main one, while it did kind of cure Spanish flu in that it kept you from drowning in your own body fluids in your lungs, it gave you cancer. Mm-hmm. So, woohoo! Mm-hmm. Um, so, the first room we're in, she's giving us this, like, background. And we're all like, okay, great. And she's like, all right, we're going to go over to one of the buildings and we're gonna help you acclimate yourself and like really fine-tune your senses so she shuts us into what turned out to be the stable Uh uh-huh and she's like i'm just gonna go outside and stand for a bit and i'm gonna let you guys stand in the dark and then when you're feeling comfortable close your eyes and just see what you feel see what you sense Uh -uh. see what you smell and so she leaves and i'm like like fuck i'm closing my eyes fuck you (laughs) because even though i don't believe in ghosts I'm not fucksin' with that. Mm-mm. Not today, Satan. So she comes back in and she's like, all right, let's go to the next room. This was just the stables. People didn't really die here. This is just where we kept the horses. Some people report that after the lights go out, after they're really focusing on their senses, they can smell the hay. And we're like, okay. So we move next door and it's definitely mustier. And she's like, I'm not going to tell you what this room was for, but again, I'm going to leave you in here in the dark to think about it. So we all are standing there thinking about it. And getting generally creeped out. And then she opens up this secret metal panel at the back of the room and goes, what do you think? And we all jump out of our skin. Ha ha, yeah. very funny, you bitch. <laughs> and she was very good at her she job. She was excellent at it. And she was she was a really she was a really interesting storyteller. Yeah. If you have the chance to go on the Manly Ghost Tour, I highly recommend it. It is very spooky. Bring a friend if you are prone to scares because I'm easily swept up in things. And this was the sort of thing where like, at a certain point, I was literally just, like, I had my arm around Christy because I was, like, I just need to tether myself to reality. Yeah. So I just need you to be, like, right here, okay? Cool. Uh. So the first room she took us to was where they did gas treatments. So the gas they used was called zinc sulfate, and zinc sulfate is now known to be a carcinogen. Mm. So the idea of zinc, of using the zinc sulfate to gas these people was that if they had Spanish flu if they'd been diagnosed with it, it was going to dry up all the liquid in their lungs because when you had Spanish flu, what killed you was all of the blood and mucus. You would drown from the inside, right. basically. But, so this would dry you out, but which was great, but it would also you. give you cancer. And they didn't uh, know what cancer was. Cancer was the original died after a long illness. Yeah. If the soldiers who could have died, like they were seeing healthy men drop from Spanish flu within 24 hours. Bruh. Like tough manly men, soldiers who survived the war, come back, have a minor cough in the morning and be dead by dinner. So they were like, I mean, you know, they survived the Spanish flu, so I guess something else got them. Oh, well, we did our best. The problem was, so this area, it was a very small room. Mm -hmm. So they had one window thing where they would funnel in the gas. Right. And they would pack people in so that there were like 60 men standing. It was not, it was probably about if you closed off our living room from Uh the podcasting couch forward, that was about how big this building was. I don't like that. Jesus. So adding what? to the fun and horror is that if what? someone had been misdiagnosed, if they yeah. had bronchitis or a cold, all doctors knew was they heard the cough, 
And they were like, oh shit, Spanish flu. So they'd shove them into this tiny room with 58 other people who all had Spanish flu. Then you're going to get, they'd get Spanish, Spanish flu. flu. So not great. People report seeing the ghost of a man in um, military uniform mm-hmm. of the time, an Australian military uniform, standing there. He's apparently very friendly and he doesn't like fuck with anybody. He'll just kind of like stand and occasionally walk towards people. So that's the ghost there. From there, <laughs> we move up the hill because yes. um, most of the quarantine is on top of a fairly steep hill. We did see an Aussie possum run by. And that was like the cutest part. Christy was like, Courtney, look! And I was like, oh my god, he's so cute. Look at his little pink nose. I love him. So it was a nice reprieve yeah. from the horrors about to come. Actually, I lied. We didn't go up the hill just yet. We went to my least favorite room of the tour. Oh. The showers. Oh god, yep, that so, sounds terrible. we've talked before about how I feel about open dark doorways, namely I hate them. Yep. They are one of my biggest fears. Yep. I don't like looking at it because I'm always like, what if somebody pops up? And this That's was... my problem with my parents' basement, the laundry room door. Yeah. It's just an open to dark, dark yeah. space. So, imagine that, except it's about four columns, probably of like... 10 clusters of showers a piece. Uh-huh. So it's just long, dark hallways in every fucking direction. No. And this is one of the places where we left, I think, three of our lanterns outside. So we had one flashlight and one lantern. For no. The group, like, Somehow we ended up towards the front slash back of the group. So like furthest in the building, but farthest from the tour guide. So this was where I like just like casually put my arm around Christy. Christy, thank you for being an amazing sport. And sorry, I get so swept up in the spoop. The showers, again, this was, they were trying very hard, but they didn't have an understanding of medical science. So what they were having people shower in is called phenol. And our guide was Australian, so she kept saying fennel. Fennel. And I was like... I feel like this isn't fennel the spice, but I would feel dumb asking this question, so I'm just going to keep my hand down and look it up later. <laughs> It's phenol. Phenol is now used as a paint thinner. Ah. And this is what was coming out of the shower. Why? So Why? <laughs> the reason is because people were getting lice and bugs, and, like, this was uh. around the time they had to deal with the Black Plague as well coming in, uh. and, very, and obviously fleas carry that, so they were just trying to, as soon as people got in, they got funneled to the showers, to wash all the plague stuff off, and then they left out of a separate entrance. Uh Uh-huh. So, this quarantine station continued through World War II. Okay. And this is relevant because there was a... I believe they were a Polish family. Uh Uh-huh. Who were brought to the quarantine station, probably because they had just survived and fled from the Holocaust. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, they saw everyone being told they were going to take a shower. Uh. And they saw a bunch of people go into the building and not come back out. Uh. So they made the, actually, the wrong assumption in this case, although what was happening there was not sunshine and rainbows. Right. So they forced people to essentially bathe in paint thinner. And while it did kill the bugs, it would also, like poison you not poison actually it would just like give you a really deep chemical burn ah. so people would have chemical burns all over their body but right. they wouldn't have bugs so like eh, balance so... so this place was yeah. pitch black this is one of the places where people report the most ghost activity and most of them 
are very upsetting. Like, most of them are not nice ghosts in this particular area. Yeah. There's one nice lady, so when she was like, and you guys can explore, Christy was like, I'm gonna go around the back and see what happens, because she calls it, like, she called it, like, the proving yourself walk or something, where you try to interact with the scariest ghost who lives in the showers. And this is the friend that we went with. <laughs> yes. And she's like, I'm gonna do it. This is what that shit looks like. Oh, I don't like that. And each of these is an open door. Mm. So when you look to the side, it's just more dark hallway. Mm-mm. It's fucking everywhere. And it's like, nope. So this is when they handed out ELPs, which are the electric pulse readers. Uh-huh. And I didn't realize Christy had her phone in her hand. So she hands us one and immediately it ah! glows bright red. And I'm like, ah! what? And then like, we're moving it around. And then I realized, oh, wait, it's Christy's phone. Oh, my God. So some of the ghosts who live in here, um, how do you want me to do this? Do you want me to start scary and end light? Or do you want me to start light and get scarier? Let's get scarier. Okay, so the lightest one and the one that I ended up trying to interact with because I was not going to fucks with the other ones is named Sophia. Okay. She's a nice lady. She's apparently very playful and friendly. She mostly just appears to people and just kind of like looks at them and just like says hi. Various paranormal investigators have gone to the quarant- to the quarantine station and have concluded that it's haunted as fuck. Mm-hmm. And they've caught Sophia on recording. So they always ask questions to try and get a reading and then right. they'll have a specific kind of recorder that records on a different frequency mm-hmm. because apparently ghosts talk on a different frequency. Mm-hmm. So they found Sophia, and they were like, hi, Sophia, are you there? And she's like, hello. And then they asked her, Mm -hmm. Sophia, show us you're there. Sophia, can you scare us? And they recorded (laughs) Sophia's little voice going, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Uh other than Sophia, you have the ghost of a man in a hat. He lives in the showers, and... He lives in the, so the showers, obviously, it's a very long place, and the final right. door that you go through, if you had gone through the showers, we went in and out the same door, but there is a door in the back. Mm-hmm. The man in the hat is a fucking asshole, and he shoves people, he tries to hurt people, and he just generally makes you feel like shit. And he usually hangs out in the back of the showers, and he's one that our tour guide had seen. She mm-hmm. saw a man's profile just walking between the shower stalls. He mostly hangs out in the back, so if you want to do the scary walk, you go down the center of the hallway in the pitch black, and then you listen to your intuition, and whichever side it's telling you to stay away from, you go down that side. (laughs) (laughs) And then you try to get the man in the hat. (laughs) Whatever side that your gut is telling you to avoid at all costs. Go Go that way! Yeah. So Christy did that. She said she didn't feel anything, and I'm like, I was up front asking Sophia if her middle name was Rose, like my niece. <laughs> and I was like, Sophia, can you be chill, please, and thank you if you're there? Um, on top of the man in the hat who was very spooky, there was what upset me, and I told our other roommate this earlier, what upset her the most is Trouble. Trouble. They call him Trouble. And Trouble is best described as looking like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Does he make goat noises like the Taylor Swift song? No, he doesn't. You would like him more if he did, but yeah. what he does do is he's the one that when you walk through or past him, it feels like you're covered in spider webs. Ah, that is upsetting. It gets worse. He also likes to stick his arm out from the bottom of the shower stall and grab people's ankles. So you'll see this really thin, sickly white arm just grabbing at you. And that's trouble. They call him trouble because he just is there to fuck things up. And make people scream goat noises, because I know I would probably do the goat yell (laughs) if I got grabbed. The first jump scare 
she did with us with the window thing, I just went, Jesus Christ. And then I turned to Christy and I'm like, I'm going to drop an F-bomb if she keeps doing this because that is my response to being afraid. I cuss like a sailor. So hold on tight for that part of the story. Oh, God. And so that was the showers. So that was really upsetting. At the end of it, she's like, okay, feel free to go explore, use your ELP, see what you feel, whatever. And I was just like, I'm going to follow the woman with the flashlight. And then, because Sophia usually hangs out in the front and she just wants people to feel safe. Yeah. Like, they referred to her as kind of being welcoming. So, like, if you go in, she's the one who's most likely to be like, it's okay. I'll protect you. And now I really want, like, a graphic novel or, like, a comic Mm -hmm. about Sophia and Trouble and the man in the hat. hat. And just, like, Sophia trying to, like, Rain them in. Rain them in, <laughs> but also once in a while, like, letting them have their fun. Yeah. So, oh, that was the other thing about the man in the hat. When paranormal investigators were there, I believe on the same trip where they mm-hmm. recorded Sophia, they asked him, can you indicate that you're there? And he took his foot and just oh. dragged it on the bottom oh. of the ground. So that kind of, because it's cement floors, right. so it sounded like a man's shoe being dragged across a cement floor. Mm. So, yeah, he's cool, and it's awesome, and yeah, that was the showers. So, from the showers, this is when we then went up the hill to the hospital, um, and around the hospital, too, there are the different living quarters, so you had first class, second class, third class, essentially, and third class sucked, um, first class, even though generally they were treated the nicest out of everyone, what got them was that, because we didn't know how germs worked, they were downhill, their water source was downhill from where they were burying the bodies. Ah! So nowadays we know, don't do that, because you're just gonna keep getting dead bodies sick. Mm-hmm. Then they were like, weird, all these first class people keep dying. Huh. Hmm. What a puzzle! So the first place we went was the hospital. And the hospital is still standing as it was when it was an active quarantine station. I will say. Yes. I would never go on a ghost tour to, like, an old hospital. Don't do it. Because (laughs) that's, like, the one, that's where, like, I cross the line. Mm -hmm. One of my friends is going to New Orleans for spring break with her mom. Yeah. And they're doing a bunch of ghost tours. Yeah. And I'm, like, really jealous because I want to do that, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to Disney World. That's amazing. But, um, but, <laughs> but it's I not also the same. Really, but I also really want to go to New Orleans to do ghost tours. But, like, I would never do a hospital one. Like, yeah. Or I'd draw it, the line at, like, creepy hospitals, dead bodies, that kind of thing. As Chrissy said, Chrissy's like me. She's very skeptical. Mm-hmm. But as she said, like, even if you don't believe in ghosts, it's hard to be there just because you know thousands and thousands and mm-hmm. thousands of people died here. Mm-hmm. And it just, it feels heavy. Mm-hmm. So, real quick. One thing that I forgot to mention with Mm -hmm. the showers. So this window right here Mm. is the window into the showers. Mm -hmm. And according to our guide, some people take pictures and report seeing a face in the window. So she's like, why don't you take a picture? And I was like, with flash or without flash? And she goes, I don't know. So I took both. But we don't, we didn't see anything. The face is usually in the lower right corner. But still, that's really upsetting. But yeah, no face. So this is the view from the top of the hill. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. So it, because it kind of overlooks the bay, Mm -hmm. they used to believe that what made you sick was you had an ill humor. Mm-hmm. So they they called it a miasma. So they would open the window mm-hmm. so you'd get lots of fresh air mm-hmm. and just flush it out. Unfortunately, that doesn't cure illnesses. It is great and it makes everything smell nicer, but whatever. It did have some of the best views. I mm-hmm. saw the night sky very prettily. It was lovely. So then we went into this area, which is where they would keep people alive. Mm-hmm. And obviously this is where a lot of people report seeing ghosts. That's actually another person on our tour. <laughs> it's very dark because we had a single fucking lantern. Mm. 
So the ghosts that are most often seen in these quarters, so these actually, <laughs> this is the spookiest part. So these beds are the exact ones that they used when it was a quarantine center. Ah. So they're from the early 1900s. Wow. And they have them cordoned off, obviously, because they don't want people to sit on them because they're artifacts and also spooky. Yeah. That's a oh. nurse's yeah. garb. Um, we'll get into that in a second. So one of the people that people see is a nurse by the name of Annie Egan. Okay. And Annie Egan was a volunteer. She didn't have to go. She wasn't sick. She wasn't forced to. She wanted to go. And she went and she obviously did bedside. So Mm -hmm. she ended up getting sick. And I think she got the Spanish flu. And while she was there, like once she got the Spanish flu, obviously they couldn't do anything for her. And she, oh, that was the other thing. She was also a nun. So the reason why she volunteered to go and be there for people and was so kind and willing Mm -hmm. to risk her life was because she was a nun. Unfortunately, she got very, very sick. And so she asked that a priest come and give her her last rites. Right. Because she's a nun and she she believes very strongly that she needs her last Last rites rites. to get into heaven. Yeah. And they said no. Mm. Because actually, legitimately, they were like, this is a quarantine station. If we bring a priest in here, he's just going to get sick. And if he then goes back to his parishioners, they're all going to get sick sick. too. Right. Oh. So... People heard about it. Someone wrote into the newspaper saying they're denying this woman her last rites. She's dying. She doesn't have very many days left and they won't let her get a priest. And people kicked up such a fuss that the Australian government finally caved and agreed to send in two men of the cloth to administer last rites and everything else. Unfortunately, they were too late. Annie Egan had already died. Oh, no. So people will report seeing Annie Egan checking on patients so she'll go between beds and just like bend over for a second and then move on and one of the paranormal investigators who will actually play one of her recordings in a bit she they were having a conversation and she had just been told the story of annie egan about how it was very sad she died whatever and they were recording and they were asking is anybody here is anybody here and they heard a very angry man's voice saying annie According to the paranormal investigator, that's a sign that it is the worst kind of spirit because it means it's one who is cognizant and responsive because he was showing, I listened to what you just talked about. I heard what you were saying and I'm repeating back to you what you said. I, because I need a coping mechanism, took it as this man's voice. He wasn't evil. That's just how ghosts sound. He was in love with Annie Egan, the nun who took care of him. And he heard them talking about her and was like, Annie Egan, that's my girl. Where is she? Do you know her? That's my headcanon. That's your headcanon. That's what I need. Don't Are there any scary movies based on this place? There fucking should be. Because I'm thinking about, like, Creepy Hospital, You Can't Get Off the Island or On the Island, Quarantine, da-da-da-da-da, and I'm just like, There's a lot of elements (laughs) that are frequently used in horror. Right. So, like, if if there isn't anything, there really should be, because, like... You have the isolation. You have the nobody can come, nobody can go out. Nobody, like, at a certain point in certain areas of the quarantine, people were told that if you tried to leave, security will kill you. Yeah. Because they can't have you getting out. Like, it was an offense. They would shoot you on sight if they saw you trying to leave the premises before you'd been cleared. I don't like this. Yeah. Oh, and that was the other fun thing about the quarantine. So, it was a mandatory, I think it was 60-day period. So, as soon as you got to Australia, you had 60 days in the quarantine station. you know, as long as you stay alive. As long as you, right. <laughs> yeah, obviously, if you if die, you your quarantine doesn't end. So here's the bummer part. It's day 59 
you're great. Your whole family's great. Everybody on your boat is alive. You're fine. The next day you get to leave. One person turns up with a single smallpox with a cough and your 60 days resets. I would just like, just die on the spot. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, you have a lot of people who like, if their loved one came in with something. Right. They were the ones administering care on the ship. Everybody lived in close quarters. Right. They often had the dead body on the ship with them. So you probably get it. And if one person has it, at the end of the day, you re- this clock resets. No. And they keep you for another 60 days. So super funsies. So from the bedroom, we then went into the next rooms, which were more of the same. And that's where they had the nurse's costume. Yeah. Which is an authentic period nurse wear. So the little white dress with the little... Red shawl and the little hat. It was all cute. Obviously, people see a lot of nurses. They'll see patients in the bed. They see a lot of, like, activity in the spot because this is where a lot of people died. So our guide turned on her red light and told us a spooky story from her own tour from years ago. There was a man on her tour who did not respect that nurses work very, very hard uh-huh. and deserve our attention and our respect. Uh-huh. And so she was talking about how, you know, usually with these nurses, there would be a matron on staff. Right. Who, and obviously the matron was very particular and yeah. some people have seen the matron's ghost, whatever. Well, this asshole, we'll call him Chad because that's an asshole name. Sorry, <laughs> if your name is Chad and you're not an asshole, I don't think you exist. It's just like ghosts. So this asshole <laughs> goes up to the table in the center of the room drags his finger across it, looks at it and goes, dust, matron, you gotta do better. <sighs> matron did not like this. Good. So all of a sudden, this man started feeling sick to his stomach. And yeah. she says that he turned white as a ghost, ironically, huh. and then he sprinted out. And so she goes outside to see, are you yeah. okay? What's going on? And he was throwing up in the bushes. Amazing. And she's like, Hmm, okay, so she brings him back in, and she's like, do you maybe want to apologize to Matron? Like, do you maybe want to say you're sorry for shit-talking her cleanliness? And he's like, no, I'm not apologizing to her, whatever. And, like, he's still being a dick, like, mm-hmm. rifling things open, whatever. And once again, sprints out, gets violently ill in the bushes. Good. And so he actually ended up, I think he wrote in their guest book or something, that, like, he arrived a skeptic and he's leaving a believer, but he's never setting foot on the island again. He's never he's never going to this quarantine station. He's not fucking doing it. He's like, this was bullshit. I don't know what you guys did to me, but I hate it. I'm not doing it again. So be nice to Matron. Christy and I went ahead and apologized on behalf of him. We were like, nurses do a lot of really hard work. And <laughs> I was joking that on our website, because I work for a membership organization for a certain kind of nurse. I was like, on our website, we have self-care resources. Matron, take care of yourself. Because <laughs> everyone deserves to feel loved. Everyone deserves some self-care. Yep. And yeah, so that was that was the spooky nurse story. And then we went over to the first class quarters and the groundskeeper's quarters. And this was where I had the only thing that could compare to really a paranormal experience while we were... Th- well, there was one other thing. We'll get to that in a second. So the first class quarters are also next to the the dining area is right next to where they buried people Mm. and they finally were told stop doing that because weirdly people were being put off of their supper because there was a fucking dead body being put in the ground yeah also adding to the fun they hired homeless people from the wharf Mm -hmm. to bury their dead and do you want to guess how they paid them 
It's exactly how you think. Mm. It's rum! They were like, who wants a bottle of rum? Cool, come bury some sick dead folk. No. So these homeless gentlemen would bury the dead folk not very deep far deep down because they were like, the faster we go through this, the faster we get our rum. Yeah. So they'd go 40 centimeters down, which is like a little over a foot. Yeah. I was going to say, that's not very deep and no. decomposition. Yep. And People would wash back and... up. They joked that you'd be able to see the shoes of people. Stop. <laughs> so that is some they zombie shit. They unburial grounded it and moved all the bodies, but unfortunately, most of them weren't labeled. They only labeled like the rich people's ones, so a lot uh-huh. of people were in unmarked graves. So because they can't associate who's who, they just yeah. kind of reburied all of them and hoped for the best. On these grounds, the first class quarters were fine, although one guy got thoroughly spoofed. So the first thing that thoroughly spoofed, this was where I had my experience, and this is where the tour guide described this was her, like, grabbing the ankles and be dragged back into the dark Uh. moment from the horror movie. So this was the groundskeeper's quarters where they would house these homeless gentlemen on their way between realms. So... Reportedly, all of the groundskeepers survived. None of them ever got plague. None of them ever got Spanish flu. None of them ever got sick. Fascinating. And she asks us, do you know why that is? And jokingly, I go, all the rum? Ha ha ha. That's how it is. They were essentially pickled. So they they couldn't get germs because they were so full of alcohol. Oh my god. Only one groundskeeper died on the quarters. And according to the story, because it's very up on a hill, there's a cliff face on Mm -hmm. the other side. And he reportedly went out to the cliff face to look at the view or whatever, had had a little bit too much rum, lost his balance, and fell to his death. Okay, so he didn't even, like... No, he wasn't murdered, he didn't get sick, he was just just drunk and clumsy. He was drunk and clumsy. Not that you would know from the way he behaves. So this guy's name is Samuel. Not Sam, Samuel. They've brought in paranormal investigators, they've brought in psychics, and he's made it very clear he doesn't like being called Sam, so I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Fuck you, Sam. You ass. So we go into this house, and our tour guide had told us her story where she was training another person to give the tour. And they were in the back room of this house because the parts that are open to the public, you have the front room, you have the kitchen, and then you have the back room. The back room is reportedly where Sam lives. So she was in the back room talking about, you know, these are the things you need to watch out for. This is is what we tell people about. This is the history of right here. When all of a sudden she felt like someone was shoving on her shoulders Ah. and trying to force her down. (gasps) And she turned to the person she was with and she goes, do you feel that? Is there, and the lady goes, no, I don't, what are you talking about? And she felt like someone was trying to shove her to the ground and was very strong and couldn't see anybody. There was nobody there. So as soon as she got to the kitchen, it let up mm-hmm. and then she made it to the front room and it started again and she barely got outside. So she's pretty sure that was Samuel. Psychics who have visited report that Samuel does not like women. He's a misogynist and I lectured him oh, because God. I'm an adult. So basically what happened, she was giving us, she wasn't even a spooky part in her story. We we're just standing in the front room. Yeah. Some people were sitting because they had some non-display furniture. Mm-hmm. And one woman was sitting on a chair and all of a sudden she shot up, screamed and bolted. And we were all like, the fuck just happened? And she leaned back in. She goes, I'm so, so sorry. I'm not this kind of person, but I just felt someone's fingers go up my back. No! Like, do, do one of these guys. Oh, God. So she shrieked and, like, stayed outside for a couple of minutes. Sam's a creep. Sam's a fucking dick. So this was the part of the tour where she was still talking to us. 
And all of a sudden, I got very, very lightheaded. Yeah. And oh, very, very dizzy. Oh, yeah. you got lightheaded, but you said that you tell save the story for today. I did. Here so it is. I got so lightheaded that I felt like I was going to fall over. Uh. And honestly, it was probably more to do with the fact that we'd been walking around all day. I was probably dehydrated. I was jet lagged because it was late at night at this point. It was probably like 945 and I just felt like all of the blood drained out of the top half of my body. My head started swimming. The room kind of tilted. And that was when I started to make a beeline for the door. A kid followed me out because he felt someone tug on his pants. No. So he just like bolted out too. And then I did too. I still felt dizzy. So I was like holding onto the handrail and I just like squatted down. Yeah. And that was when the people inside were like, there's someone sick out here. You need to come take a look at it. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just dizzy so the tour guide came out she's like are you okay sit here sit here blah 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 and good accent yeah thank you i'm glad see i'm sorry to derail your story <laughs> go for it you're you can only do the irish accent I right can. but you just spent a week in, in another country yeah. with a really you know strong accent mm-hmm. and so you're able to figure I can hear out it what, now you can hear it now so yeah. you can now do two accents i can do two accents motherfuckers so the tour guide's talking to me and she's like oh yeah uh, Samuel's a misogynist. He doesn't like women. He always targets women. He doesn't let them do anything. The psychics have all asked him. So Samuel's a dick. Samuel also reportedly tried to kill one of the tour guides. Oh, But Christ. to be fair, they had her staying up there because there are hotel rooms you can stay in and you can pay money to sleep in this place. I mean, Because but you I also, hate yourself. But I also want to spend money to stay in the Queen Mary. That's different. I would stay in the Queen Mary. I would not stay in this place. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I will stay in the Queen Mary all night long, all day long. I will move there. I will not spend the night at the quarantine <laughs> station. Like, fuck that. So this woman was stationed up. She was, like, sleeping in one of the rooms. And one night she heard a weird noise out back and it sounded like, like someone talking or singing. And so she went outside to see, like, oh, no, it's somebody trespassing, whatever. And as soon as she got close to the cliffside, she felt someone just push yeah. And she freaked out. She grabbed all her shit and she's like, I'm not going back. I will not go back up there. She sent her family in to get all of her things because she's like, I'm not fucking going back. So rumored that's Samuel because he's an asshole. There's also a nice guy that lives with Samuel. His name is Martin. Mm -hmm. um, And Martin's a lot friendlier. So when I was feeling very dizzy with my head between my legs because I'm a sass mouth, I was just talking. I was like... Samuel, I am a DC feminist. I did both of the women's marches. I don't have time for your misogynistic bullshit. I don't give a shit. I have a job. I have a boyfriend. I support myself. Go fuck yourself, Samuel. You know why you hate women? Because nobody wants to touch your pathetic ghost dick, Samuel. Ask Marty. Marty's probably rolling the ladies because he's nice to them. Like, I got into it with Samuel. It was fine. He didn't do shit to me after that, so he can go fuck himself. Christy did go into the back room, and she was like, I didn't feel anything. I just stood there for a while in the dark, and I was like, oh, well. And then I came back out, and I'm like, okay, cool, Christy. (laughs) So we then went to the, I believe it was the first class dining hall, where people have reportedly heard ghost music Mm -hmm. and just, like, seen hats that aren't really there and whatever. And we went down the stairs to the kitchen, and there was one guy who kept lingering back on the tour, I think, because he, like Christy, wanted to experience something. Mm -hmm. And... He was lingering back, lingering back, and then all of a sudden, from the top of the stairs, the rest of us were down in the kitchen. From the top of the stairs, we heard him yell and come sprinting down. We were like, are you okay? And he goes, I heard footsteps on the stairs. I heard footsteps on the stairs. (laughs) And we were all like, uh, okay. So that was fine. And then the final stop on the quarantine station tour, well, actually, two stops. One was where they kept 
what they called the Asiatics. So all of the Asian people who were sent to the quarantine uh. station did not even get a house. They got a wall and a ceiling. They were huddled together. They essentially lived like horses. Uh -huh. um, there is a ghost from there. They call him Mr. Chen. But this is where I was like, this ghost sounds racist. I feel like this is made up because he's reportedly wearing a rice paddy hat and a long red silk robe and shoes that are curled on the end. And I'm like, that sounds racist. This sounds racist. But okay, Australian people. Our van driver at the end of the night who was driving us back to the parking lot was telling us, oh, look, it's Mr. Chen. Do you guys see him? Do you guys see Mr. Chen right there? And we're all like, no. And one, one of the guys in the car goes, is there a reason that he only appears to you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so after that, we then went to, where else could this tour end? The morgue. And once we got into the morgue, so... Let me set the scene. I'm going to be Chekhov's gunning it again. There are two handles on the door. Uh -huh. And this is the original. This is the original morgue. Obviously, they've cleaned it and whatever else. But there are two handles. One's like a newer door handle that we use. And one's like the old timey door handle yeah. that kind of looks like a knocker. Mm -hmm. So she gave us the option. She's like, we're about to go in here. It's very close quarters. And it's going to be really dark. We're going to leave all the lanterns outside. If you're uncomfortable, you don't have to go in. But we all went in. And they had set it up so that the table in the center, they put a dummy on it with a sheet over it. And literally the entire time I have my arm around Christy and I'm looking at the sheet and I'm like, I swear to God, if there's a fucking person under this and it starts to move, I'm punching them in the dick. I don't give a shit. I have had a long night. I'm not doing this. So before she starts in on the story, she's just talking to us about the morgue's history and how notice the drain in the floor. They traced where the drain went to. And again, because they don't know how germs work. The drain where all of the morgue fluids would go drained out on the rich people's beach. Good. So, no war but class war. Um, <laughs> so, we're in there, and she's just, like, telling us that part of the story is not even that spooky. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it sounds like someone is trying the old-timey door handle outside. Mm. And the guy on the end who was closest to it had been cool as a fucking cucumber the whole time. He wasn't trying to start shit. He was yeah. one of the skeptics. He was just chill AF. He heard that, and he jumped, like, a foot back, just, like, uh. inched in closer. And we all, like, look at the door, and we're all like, did we all hear that that noise? And our tour guide goes, was it the wind? And we all go, no. It sounded metal. And she goes, is everybody inside? Did anybody stay outside? And we're all like, no, we're all in here. And she was like, uh -oh. well, that's creepy. And we were all like, yeah, you yeah. fucking think? <laughs> I did not care for that. So then she tells us the scary story of the morgue, which was there had been a saucy tour guide years before who didn't work there anymore. And she used to like to linger back after the end of her tour, hide on the table under the sheet, hide the dummy, and then just scare people. Just for like the last night one, just like start moving. Just ha ha ha. Like what I was afraid was going to happen, which she would have gotten punched in her fucking dick. So she went in one night to do that. She had lingered back. There was one tour behind her and she misjudged the time. She, she didn't hear him outside. So she's like, okay, well, I'll just get cozy under this sheet and I'll take a nap. It'll be great. I'll get some rest. It's fine. She just like openly takes a nap in this morgue? In the morgue. Yep. And she is ballsy. Girl. So she settles in for her nap and she hears footsteps from the other room, the room where the public doesn't come through. Uh-huh. And then she hears the footsteps stop next to the table. And then she feels a hand on her neck to no. check if she's alive or dead. And on the word dead, our tour guide kicked a metal bucket that was under the table so that we all, like, jumped out of our skin. I'm pretty sure I just blurted, motherfucker! <laughs> and Christy had no response. Half a second later goes, why would you do that? <laughs> and 
And she was like, just one jump scare for the night. And we were like, okay, fine. And yeah, that was that was the morgue. And uh, then we went back. That was the quarantine station at Manly, the Manly quarantine station. Haunted AF. One real quick thing. We do have some audio from this. Please. Yes. So there is a woman by the name of Paraclebe, who is a paranormal investigator. Klebe is her last name. She's based out of Sacramento now, but she she's from Australia. Paraclebe is a paranormal investigator, and she posted several videos of her experience. And one of the ones that she posted was in one of the rooms where they let you sleep. And keep in mind, she lives in Sacramento now. Mm. So just, I'm going to play this, and you just tell me what you hear. So, do you hear hello sacramento i don't hear hello sacramento but i hear the hello and then see i really clearly hear the sacramento i don't, I don't hear, hear the, the hello yeah i hear the hello part but not the sacramento but if you ask her it's an italian voice saying hello sacramento uh, which is where she lives so she also has she has videos of her exploring the quarantine station mm. so if you search her username now is 48 ann with two e's at the end so 48 annie mm-hmm. on youtube if you just pull that up she has videos where she just records things that happen to her at the quarantine station so Did if you, you just try to show your phone to the microphone <laughs> it's not important it has an eye sasha <laughs> <sighs> you don't understand me Showed the screen I showed the, the screen to the microphone. I've had a very long two days. Actually, today wasn't that long at all. Well, so, I took two Benadryl before we started recording. Woo! So I'm, I'm essentially <laughs> two Benadryls in without taking anything. I, uh... So, the other really hard. ghost tour we did around the rocks wasn't as good. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't as scary. It was kind of interesting. But, like, our guide was very open that he didn't believe in ghosts. And, obviously, I think that you can believe in ghosts and still tell entertaining stories about right. ghosts vis-a-vis me yeah he kind of skipped through the ghostlier parts because Mm. he didn't give a shit Um, and like at first when he was just doing the like basics of this is what the tour is gonna be this is where we're going this is the safety things we have to do blah 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 he was a really engaging storyteller and i'm like oh maybe he'll let us interview him on the podcast about what it's like being a ghost tour but then as the night wore on i'm like oh i don't want to talk to you you're kind of a dick Mm. so early into the tour he took us down it was Suez Suite, mm-hmm. which in, or Suez Road, mm-hmm. which if you say it in the Australian accent, sounds like sewers because it's Suez. Oh. Yep. So they're like, it was a pun because that's where everybody like tossed their shit out. Oh. And he told us about toshers and he goes, does anybody know what a tosher is? Don't ask a question like that if you don't want someone to answer because I answered and then he made fun of me. And I'm like, sorry, I like knowing things. Anyway, like basic, basically most of this tour was just like, and some people sometimes see, you know, a ball of rats. What is a tosher? A to- oh, so a tosher <laughs> is a person who goes into sewage back in the day and digs uh, through it in the hopes of trying to find dropped coins, dropped jewelry, okay. coal, whatever yeah. is of value. Which I know because it features in Terry Pratchett's Discworld series. Okay. And I didn't realize it was a real thing. And he goes, does anybody know what a tosher is? And I go, oh, it's someone who wades through the sewage to try and find, like, money and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, no one's ever known that before. And I gave, like, a triumphant laugh. And he's like, you shouldn't be proud of it. And I'm like, fuck you. I like knowing things. Why? Why? I hate this guy. You yeah. shouldn't be proud of it. I am what? proud of it. He I was be... the first person on his tour to ever know it. So right. suck my dick, y'all. What? So he, 
Again, he spent very little time on the spookier parts of the tour. He's a ghost tour guide, doesn't like the spooky bits, and then makes fun of people for knowing things. Yeah, one guy guy in our group tried to joke around with him, because it's like, okay, well, maybe he just wants to joke around with us, whatever. Right. And he tried to joke around with him, and he was not on board for it. So that's fine. He's just a dick guy. He's just kind of a, yeah, he was a very curmudgeonly Brit. Anyway, so... One of the spooky parts of the tour, I'm going to close with the spookiest part mm-hmm. where the image sometimes pops into my head. Oh, God. Um, so we'll discuss whether or not you want to look <laughs> at it tonight or if I want to just, you want to see it on Instagram with everybody else. <laughs> so we went to just like various houses. There's one hotel now where there's a ghost of a guy who only appears to young ladies. And he appeared to a group of female hikers. He's a sailor. He's uh-huh. dressed in colonial sailor garb. He shows up at roommate of the Russell Hotel. Staff and maids will hear people walking. One time a barman heard what sounded like barrels being dragged and men yelling, which he thought meant the, the place was being robbed and uh-huh. there was nobody there. One time there was, one of the places we stopped was just like this, looks like nothing, and I actually posted my selfie from it a couple days ago. It's just like the side of a house, and if you stand in the doorway, it was rumored to be a house of ill repute back in the day, and a sex worker was murdered there, and her Mm -hmm. ghost pops up sometimes, and a woman stood on the steps, threw her arms out while her husband took a picture, and yelled, do your worst, bitch! And in the photo, it looks like her face is being pulled off. Oh, God. Which... He had no explanation for I took a selfie there, and then he made fun of me for taking it. He's like, I don't think it works if it's a selfie. And I'm like, fuck you, I'm just taking a picture. And then a lady took my picture, and nothing happened, so whatever. That ghost The real ghost was out. that white guy. Yeah, that, I was going to say, that the, the sex, sex worker. worker ghost needs to hang out with us and join our Tinder ghost, ghosts. Yeah, our Tinder ghosts. And then there we did go to, it was just an old, old, old part of Sydney. It was kind of like this underground museum where mm-hmm. it had a lot of the original structure of a cottage, a well, there was an old stone fireplace. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, our guide just kind of dumped us there without context other than mm. saying, I had a spooky experience here. There's This is where Sydney's woman in black lives. And as we know from our Valentine's Day right. episode, there are a lot of ghosts who are women named after colors. Yeah. It, there's just there's more than one woman in black. This isn't the only one. This yeah. is, I would argue isn't even the most well known one. But he said it like the way you would say this is where Jimmy Hoffa's ghost is. Like he right. said it like you just we, know like who we that would is. Know who that yeah. Which I didn't. None of the Sydney people in my group did. We were all just like okay. But he said that he was he's a skeptic. He went there one night just to like tour the place and lock mm. up and whatever. And while he was in there, all the lights went off mm. and the power was not out and there wasn't a timer. So he was like, that spooked me out. And we're like, okay. But he gave no context. So I'm just like, okay, cool. Old stone building, like old fireplace and stuff. Ew, this is a spooky well. And as I was taking a picture of the well, he told us the story of the woman in black 10 minutes into when we were there. So crappy storytelling. Interesting story. So Anne Walker is the woman in black. She was one of the first female convicts to be forced to marry a male convict Mm. in the hopes of starting a family and starting Australia off on the right foot Jesus. that was the thing that they really did they forced convicts to marry each other anyway she did not love her husband mm-hmm. shocking who was drunk and he abused her so alcoholic abuser ticking all the boxes just a quality yeah. gent so she was she went missing one day and her uh-huh. husband said she just did this sometimes this time she said she ran off with a lover and she's probably not going to come back because she cheated on him a whole bunch of times and he didn't mm. give a shit anymore, whatever. And then they found her body in the well on the mm. premises. 
and like in the ring yeah just like in the ring and they they pulled her up she was all in black and now people see the ghost of a woman in black her husband wasn't charged with her murder they couldn't she had been down in the well so long they couldn't even accurately determine cause of death it looked like she had been strangled but also there was water in her lungs meaning that maybe she drowned yeah we're sending our love down the well down the well yeah that's all i can think of right now is just it's timmy o'toole it's fine. Falling down the well. <laughs> so they they never brought her husband up on charges. They had uh, no proof. He said it was her lover who did it. Then he changed his story, said that his wife wasn't dead, that she didn't leave him for a lover, that she just ran off. So who's the lady in the well? So And he was like, that's not, at first he said, that's definitely my wife. And then he changed his story. No, that's not my wife. My theory is he fucking killed her, dumped her in the well, and then covered his tracks. They had insufficient evidence. No one was ever brought up on charges. So, and now the woman in black comes back to find. The only reason you would dump a body in a well is to contaminate a water supply. I've oh, watched see. some movies where, like, <laughs> like war movies where, like, that's what they did. See, like, for me, I was like, he's dumping her in the well because he's... He's just, he has a short temper, he snapped, he killed her, he panicked on what to do, and he's like, I know, I'll drop her in the well, and then nobody will know. I mean, that makes sense, too, but just like, just why would you contaminate your own water supply? I assume he either had a different water supply, yeah. or he didn't think that through. Right. I don't know. They took they took them a couple of days to find her, so either it was a really deep well, or they had other water sources. What was the upsetting photo that you weren't sure if you should show me? <gasps> That's this next story. This is yes, not the woman in black. Okay. So the final story I'm going to tell, we went up on a hill that was the Hangman's Hill. Now there's a lovely little gazebo up there and flying foxes live there. They're very cute. You, know, you said Hangman's Hill. And I was just thinking the other day while I was driving on the Beltway, we yeah. have a Gallows Road. We do. Which and is I was, and actually, I, w- I was driving down Gallows as well because that's hey. how, you know, you get to that, you know, nice movie theater. Yep. Um, but... Yeah, Gallows Road, because mm-hmm. that's how you get to the Gallows. And yep. I'm just like, what a nice, spooky name yep. for a road we that should obviously I drive move on there. at least once a week. We should obviously move there. <laughs> so the Gallows themselves, occasionally people see like people hanging, whatever, standard yeah. ghost story, kind of glossed over it. But it does overlook part of Sydney across the water that's called Luna Park, which is sort of like Coney Island. Yeah. So it's just like carnival games and yeah. stuff like that. And he told us a story that when I took notes at the time, because I was taking notes on my phone this time, because I learned my lesson about light sources on ghost tours, mm-hmm. Damien Godson, Luna Park, yikes, Moloch. So those are my original notes. And then I did some research to flesh mm-hmm. out the story he told, because shockingly, the Lantern Ghost Tours tour guide did not go into a ton of detail. Mm. So, according to my notes, Damien Godson, Luna Park, the legit scariest. So... I'll start with the story and then I'll show you the photo. Why would you even like host a ghost tour if you aren't willing to put in the research? <laughs> Our theory is that he was there on a temporary visa because he uh, wanted to live in Australia, yeah. have some fun, live there for six months. And then this was a job where he only worked at night. He yeah. probably worked part time. He was free during the day to get a different job yeah. or just wander around exploring Sydney and this was just an easy job where he could phone it in because mm. he refused like one of the people in our group commented that he was in head-to-toe black he was wearing a black suit jacket a black button-down shirt black slacks black fancy shoes and someone commented on it haha we've seen these before we thought you'd have a lantern and he was like they gave me the option to wear the costume or they said I could just wear all black and obviously I decided to just wear all black and we were like oh it's okay. like that all yeah, right <laughs> so that's how it was so the story of Damien Godson 
as I mentioned, Luna Park is very Coney Islandy. Mm-hmm. It was built in the 1930s, and there it's still there to this day. A bunch of carnival games, carnival rides. On June 9th, 1979, it became the site of something horrible. Mm. The ghost train, ironically mm. enough, caught on fire, and seven people were killed. Ghost train. Ghost train. Hmm. So... The ghost tour mentioned Damien Godson, who was one of the youngest to die in the fire. Reports say that six children and one adult died, but I think uh, four of the kids were, like, college age, so they're probably, like, 17, 18. And then Damien and his brother, Craig, were little Little boys. Little kids, yeah. So Damien was visiting Luna Park with his mom, his dad, and his brother, Craig. So his mom, Jennifer, asked the two boys what ride they wanted to go on next, and they insisted, ghost train, ghost train, ghost train. So Jennifer said, okay, let's go, but something weird happened. She, all of a sudden, was seized by a craving for ice cream. Uh If it's me, I'm like, I love ice cream. I'm always craving ice cream. She reportedly doesn't have much of a sweet tooth, and she's like, I never want ice cream, but I just, I really wanted ice cream that day. So she asked her husband and her boys, wait a second, I'm going to go get an ice cream and then we can go on the ghost train. Right. But when she turned around, they had all already gone. Yeah. They went on the ghost train without her. They were three of the seven victims of the fire. Oh, no. So initially they thought it was an electrical fire Uh because even though it was 1979 and we knew things about fires, there was insufficient water pressure. There were no sprinklers. The owner of the park had been told, you got to put in smoke alarms. You got to put in sprinkler system, bro. You're going to, it's a fucking fire trap. He didn't do that. Right. And the ghost train burned down. But what's spooky, well, what starts the spookiness, the fire on the ghost train was the result of arson. Oh. So it wasn't an electrical fire. It wasn't something shorting out. Someone deliberately lit the fire. Oh, God. No charges were ever filed against anyone. They couldn't figure out who lit the fires. Uh And the charge of negligence against the park for having insufficient safety measures didn't stick. It just closed for a couple of years, then reopened at a new leadership. They put in a plaque listing the names of the victims and apparently put the ghost train back in, but it's a different one now. Yeah. They... Never figured out who the arsonist was. One woman came forward and said her dad was it because he had been linked to other arsons in the area. There are rumors that it was a rival person who wanted to buy the park, Uh, lit the fire, but none of it ever stuck. No charges were ever brought. They couldn't figure it out. So people will still report hearing screams and seeing flames on the part of the park where the ghost train had been. Mm -hmm. This is the part that sticks the fuck with me. Yeah. The last photo of Damien ever taken was taken on that day in Luna Park. I'm going to show you this photo. You're not going to like it. Are you emotionally prepared to see it? I think so. This is the last photo of him ever taken. Oh, that's upsetting. Who the fuck is that guy? I don't... He's dressed really weird, huh? Yeah. So, I'm going to post this on Instagram, obviously, but that's it's a, a man I don't in... like it. That's horror movie fodder. Yep, in kind of a loinclothy thing with, with like, like, a, a leopard print... With a lot of abs. With a lot of abs. He's quite ripped. He's very um, ripped, but, but a he, very But we can mask. see them because he's not wearing a shirt. He's wearing sort of a cowl with kind of a bull head with weird painted on eyes and horns and hair or coming out of it. Maybe cut out eyes? Unclear. Yeah. So that's the last photo of Damien ever taken. That's upsetting. And his, according to his mom, the guy was in the crowd. He came out of it, posed for a photo with Damien, and then dif- disappeared. No one knows why he's dressed that way. There were no parades. It wasn't Halloween. There was no reason. He, was, he wasn't he was staff. He wasn't participating in the ghost train ride and just dressed up for spookiness. There's no reason why he would have been dressed like that. 
No one knows who he is. None of the staff remember seeing him. No one's ever come forward and said, hey, that's me. Or come forward and said, hey, I know that guy. That's even more upsetting. It gets worse. So how? (laughs) This guy has never been identified. Right. There is speculation on the internet that that guy is dressed as either Satan or as Moloch. And Moloch is an old demon. Those of you who watched Buffy will remember him from the internet episode. Moloch was a god of destruction. He was an old demon worshipped by the Canaanites. Uh Uh-huh. And to worship him, people would sacrifice children to no! him, often by burning them alive. Oh, Christ. So statues of Moloch, including some of the biggest ones in ancient times, would contain seven oh. chambers. Zelda just jumped up on me. <laughs> she knows you're concerned. She knows I'm concerned. She's like, it's okay, Aunt Sasha. Aww. I'm here. We're safe. So statues of Moloch have seven chambers and report, and each chamber is dedicated to a thing that you sacrifice. So like the first level is, I think, doves. The mm. second level is like cattle and you just work your way up. The seventh chamber is where they would put the children to be burned. Mm. Do you remember how many people died that day? Yeah. Seven. So according to online speculation, quote, when a child was sacrificed to Moloch, a fire was lit inside the statue. The priest would then beat loudly on drums and other objects so that the cries would not be heard. So that's the scary one. Mm. Christy and I talked about this, and we wished he hadn't glossed over it because I got 90% of that. He barely touched on the photo. He showed us the photo, and I was like, ooh, I don't like that. But he never got into anything else. He just casually mentioned Moloch and then kind of like breezed past it. So what a lousy ghost tour! You I, could yeah. do a better ghost tour. <laughs> one of one of Christie's friends was like, "You should be giving the tour. I would learn something from you." And I'm like, oh. "Thanks, I'm annoying." So I I got a lot of that. I researched it t- today, obviously. And what gets me and Christy and I talked about this is even if it's not obviously, it's probably not the demon Moloch who right. manifested himself. It's probably some pedophile asshole who picked this kid out, went into the park that day to sacrifice somebody killed him, and then burned the ghost train down to hide his tracks. That's so... But there is speculation that he was part of some sort of cult that still worshipped Moloch or Satan or whatever, and that they wanted to do the child sacrifice, and that they burned everything else down to get to him. They did find... So the people who died... Some people did survive. There were 35 people in the ghost train that day. Mm -hmm. Only seven died. The people who died, it looked like they had left the carts. So they were like, well, maybe if they'd stayed on the carts, they would have been alive. Mm -hmm. But some of the carts reportedly came out of the train on fire. So it was probably their cart caught fire. They tried to leave and they got trapped. So, yeah, that's Damien Godson, Luna Park. And some people have commented, his name is Damien. Yeah. And his last name is Godson. Yeah. It's just too perfect. It's too, too perfect. Many, too many coincidences. But it's a real thing. Yeah. Like, it's not, it sounds like it's the stuff of internet creepypasta. It sounds yeah. like someone tailored this story and photoshopped it all together. It's a genuine thing that happened in 1979. Uh, I believe the woman is still alive. She remarried, so she has a different last name now. But Jennifer, the mom in the story, yeah. did remarry. She had another baby. But obviously, she's still devastated by it. And she was yeah. racked with survivor's guilt. Because right. the other if people she didn't who, have ice cream. Yeah. She's like, if I didn't have ice cream, if I had insisted that they wait with me, yeah, we would have all been okay. If I hadn't had ice cream, I would have died with them. And there was another, the group of college kids who died, they had a, a fifth friend who survived. Oh. So they've actually, the Jennifer and the fifth college student actually have gotten very close because oh. they're like, we both have this like yeah. racking survivor's guilt that like, this could have been us and it should have been us. Right. It wasn't. Oh. So. Damn. Yeah. 
so that's the spooky one yikes yep and we'll post we'll post all these photos on instagram and that was my experience down under to lift you back up I met some very cute animals. I got mobbed by kangaroos <laughs> um, because they gave us the good food that the kangaroos really like and that they recognize. And they were like, just make sure, you know, don't lift the cup too up, up high because they will reach and try to grab it. And they kept like grabbing my arm anyway. I'm, I'm covered in a light layer of bruises and scratches oh my God. because kangaroos are aggressive. I had a big bruise on my foot that was in the shape of a kangaroo toe huh. um, because... They were standing on my feet to get to the food. I got to hold it. And they're, like, people size. These, right? Yeah, these yeah. weren't that big. These probably came up to, like, my chest. But still. But still, they were, like, small child size. <laughs> they were cute, though. And they they were friendly. They were just like, hey, 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 hey. you got the good food. Um, got I got that good shit. Mm-hmm. I got to hold a little ring-tailed Australian possum. His name is Clancy. I love him. He's so cute, and he was eating the whole time. So they were just like handing him carrots, and he was just like happily munching. And I was just staring at him, trying not to cry. Real Pokemon. Uh huh. He was so small, and and they were like, he's fully grown. He's a teenager now. He's just small. Yeah. So those are the happier things to lift you back up after the horrible, horrible discussion of Moloch and children dying. See now I'm back down. Show me some cute animals. Let's. Oh, that's a cute animal. That's Clancy, the love of my life. Clancy and his carrot. Uh huh. Christy oh. at one point accidentally took a video of me, but since I thought it was a photo, I'm still, and so you can just see him munching oh. on his carrot. That's him and Christy. Oh, Christy. And then that's Leo, the albino echidna. Oh my god. Who is a snotty baby? I love him. He's mostly snot. Like he was eating. That's Harry. I'm mostly snot. Yeah, you would have liked him. Oh, That's Harry. He was very sleepy because apparently koalas sleep like 19 hours a day. Yeah. Which is even more than cats. Um, and even more than your jet lagged ass. I mean, not for <laughs> lack of time. I slept for like 13 hours last night and then I took like a half an hour power nap today. So that's me and Harry. Aww. Um, we saw a Tasmanian devil who I did uh, post because colonizers assumed it was a demon because they make scary screeching noises. Amazing. So that's why they called them Tasmanian devils. But, like, if you look at them, she's real cute. Oh! But they're vicious motherfuckers. Yeah. They're solitary. Oh, yeah. If they come across another one in the wild, they will fuck each other up to establish dominance. This is her eating raw chicken. Hey, that's like our cats. Yeah, just like that. So. Amazing. All, everyone who's listening, because podcasting is not a visual medium, can see these on Instagram. Yes, I will make two posts. I'll make one of specific spoop related, and then we'll just do one of Australia. Courtney and the animals. Well, it's glad. Um, it's it's glad. It's, it's glad. good to have you back. I am I'm glad, glad to, to have back. you back. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad to be very far away from the demon Moloch yeah. and all of the horrible ghost stories that yeah. I heard while I was there. Conclusion, Australia is haunted AF. It's also a magical place. Good day. They do genuinely say good day. I had a lot of people call me love. Oh, nice. How can I help you, love? And I was Aww. like, oh, okay, hello. Well, uh, special yeah. shout out to all the podcasts we love, like... Best Forevers, BSP, The Idiot Syncrasy Files. Pop Culture Bento. Yep, we love them. Games Brew. We love them. Heebie-jeebie so babes. babes. yeah. The Scream Box. There's just a lot of really There's, good podcasts. If you want to listen to spooky things and not travel all the way to Australia to do it, you have some really good options here. Yeah. And yeah, watch out for Tasmanian devils and the screams and respect nurses and just don't fucks with demons, please. Yay. Yay. Hey there, my name is Renee Powers and I host the Wild Cozy Truth Podcast, a space for women to own our stories, find strength and vulnerability and stand naked in truth. 
Each episode, I share a personal essay and then interview an ordinary woman about her extraordinary stories, from faith and politics to the messiness of motherhood and more. Become a Wild Woman Truth Teller by subscribing to Wild Cozy Truth on iTunes or Google Play, or learn more at wildcozytruth.com. Hey, Sasha. Hey, Courtney. Welcome home. Thanks. I just forgot our joke. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try again. Uh. <laughs>